0: Welcome to the History Tricks, where any resemblance to a boring old history lesson is purely coincidental. Hello, it's Beckett here with a tiny seasonal minicast, especially for the upcoming 4th of July holiday. For those listeners outside the United States, July 4th, 1776, was the day that the colonists... Would be us formally threw down the gauntlet to Britain's King George with the Declaration of Independence during our Revolutionary War, which was fought between seventeen seventy-five and seventeen eighty-three. I'll move forward here with some assumptions of basic knowledge of the Revolutionary War and some of the people involved, but for those outside the United States, I might recommend historyforkids.org's page just as a basic background. And now on to our story. Everyone's heard of Paul Revere, right? He rode 20 miles yelling, The British are coming! The British are coming! Except, of course, you know, he didn't. No fool rides through town screaming his head off when the point is stealth. But he did wake people to let them know, quote, The regulars are marching. And he made it into a schoolhouse rock song. Come on, children of the 70s and 80s, sing it with me. Now the ride of Paul Revere set the nation on its ear and the shot at Lexington round the world. Nice and nostalgic. But let me tell you about another ride. This one was two years later in April of 1777. It was a dark and stormy night. Well, it was dark anyway, and Colonel Henry Lettington's household, including his 12 children, were fast asleep. Colonel Lettington was the commander of a militia regiment, the Dutchess County 7th of New York, and was the hub of a spy or communications network, depending on which side you're on. So we're all snoozing, and this dude comes blazing out of the night crashes into the courtyard and bangs on the door the british had landed they were getting ready to lay waste to danbury connecticut the colonel's hair basically stood on end where our weapons store is and then the messenger collapsed he'd ridden hell for leather as they say and he was done now the colonel had a real problem he'd given his men leave to go home for spring planting and now they were scattered miles in every direction He was in a pickle. He had to be there when his men came rolling in, riding in. He needed to get his strategy in place, his supplies pulled together, and he's not tweeting, My house, ASAP, in 1777. The family had heard the commotion, of course, and the colonel looked over at his children. What was he going to do? His eyes rested on his eldest daughter, Sybil, who had just turned 16. Can you, Sybil? she knew what and it was a lot to ask war was in the air opponents were out and about people were on edge danbury and the british were only 25 miles away it was an extremely long route and it was the middle of the night and she'd be all alone not only do you have to know where to go you have to know what houses to avoid there are still loyalists around colonists on the british side heck the colonel was still a loyalist four years ago Being a girl is not going to stop you being in serious trouble if you get it wrong, either. Sybil Ludington didn't hesitate. She threw on some clothes and was off on a horse named Star, using a man's saddle and wearing pants, some accounts note disapprovingly. Number one, the most famous statue of her in Carmel, New York, shows her riding side saddle in a dress. And number two, this is war, people. Sometimes you just can't stop and be a lady. Either way, 16-year-old Sybil rode 40 miles, that's twice as long as Paul Revere's most famous ride, just saying, in the dark, through the night, and putting the fire under them to get back to her father's house because the British were coming. No, she didn't say it either. Her message was, the British are burning Danbury, muster at Colonel Lettington's, and your family should be prepared to flee. The regiment was assembled and ready to go by daybreak, nearly 400 of them, and the Battle of Ridgefield was on. Colonel Luddington's men were actually too late to stop the destruction of the armory, but as reinforcements, they hassled, guerrilla fought, and waged battle on the British all the way back to their ships, including taking down some key bridges. The British casualties in this battle were four times the Patriots, if that's how one measures who won. Now, technically, this was a, quote, tactical British victory. They had destroyed the weapons and ruined a town, but historians give the strategic victory to the Americans. It was one of those turning point battles, those rallying points where the Americans showed their solidarity to each other. It was a pivotal battle, and it paved the way to other victories. After the battle, General George Washington himself made a special trip to the farm to thank her for her bravery. Now you know the story, the people who say aluminum won, the people who say aluminium. Had to head back home apple pie baseball firecrackers etc sybil married edmund ogden at 23 and had one son and after her husband's death she became an innkeeper and i'm sorry to say that the government had denied her a pension repeatedly not in fact for her service but her husband's service she died in poverty in 1839 so wanted a happier ending for this one You won't find Sybil Lettington's name mentioned in a schoolhouse rock song, that's for sure. I suppose Paul Revere is so much easier to rhyme. And of course, Mr. Longfellow and his poem, Paul Revere's Ride, Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere, have a great deal to do with Mr. Revere's legend. But Sybil is on a United States postage stamp from 1975, an eight-cent stamp, you guys, yes, an eight-cent stamp, her route is marked with plaques and with an ultra marathon called the Sybil Lettington 50K, run every April for 36 years and starting where Sybil did in Carmel, New York, home of the famous statue. Please bypass the movie called Sybil Lettington on YouTube. There are independent movies and independent movies. Somebody make a better one with your iPhone. Instead, on YouTube, catch episode 21 of Liberty's Kids with Annette Benning as Abigail Adams, Walter Cronkite as Ben Franklin, and Dustin Hoffman as Benedict Arnold. You'll just have to see how they put all that together, won't you? The whole series, in fact, might be useful to you, as a matter of fact, so I've put a link on the show notes and on Pinterest. Sybil Lenington's corner of the world has not forgotten her, of course, and we just wanted to make sure that Connecticut's Paul Revere, as she is called, was known to a broader audience for this Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day, wherever you are, and thanks so much for listening. Bye! Explore the website at thehistorychicks.com. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter where we are at The History Chicks with an X. Check us out on Pinterest. We have a board for nearly every subject. Our music is courtesy of Music Alley. Visit them at MusicAlley.com.